0: of like musical theatery sounding like phrasings like that. that's very like Sondheim I think. What? Which is? Like this little chord. I, I don't know. I mean I don't know enough about music to know, but I feel like this is like. <laughs> I saw him in the woods. Oh yeah. <laughs> Standing alone in the woods. You know? <laughs> Did he see you, Carol? No. (laughs) I tried to look his way, but he turned and said goodbye. I'm sure we'll meet again one day. But how? (laughs) Maybe I will pass him on the subway, and he'll look my way. But he's blind. (laughs) Maybe he can smell me or he'll sense me But he also lost his nose in the war (laughs) Then he'll rub up and he'll feel me (laughs) But he lost his sense of feel See, it ain't that hard Come on, come on
1: Who am I? Have we started? <laughs> we have a guy here. We have a guy here. We have a guy here. That's he, Jimmy he, Doyle. He's, he's Jimmy Doyle from season one.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. And season
2: eight. Oh, <laughs> eight? yeah. Eight for high school reunion. Is that, was that what it was? Seven. It was seven. It was seven. French yeah. Little Beauties. Because Mac was fat. Can we, can we see Cormac's face or is his mic too high? Wanna make sure we're getting yeah, all that, yeah. that, that beautiful yeah,
3: mark out. There we go. You Let's got it. I'm oh, Corner Bluestone. And- <laughs> yeah. Resident composer <laughs> of the Torah in
0: Philadelphia.
3: Yes. Long time pal. I'm so excited to be here. For I, I oh, just good. gotta say that I'm so excited to finally meet you. Uh,
4: me? Yeah,
3: you. <laughs> <laughs> uh and I, I just it. I you know, it's just I, I never thought I'd be in the room with like the three of you again, just like with the pandemic and everything, and so much has changed. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you never just, yeah. thought we'd be in a room. Together again, I, I, fatalistic
1: I think one of us thinking, was gonna pick, yeah, Some, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to say who, but uh, <laughs> odds were
0: laid, odds were late yeah. mm-hmm. like
1: we've established sure. it wouldn't be Charlie because he's the the healthiest of statistically. All of well,
0: well, no. Did we? <laughs> we did, we did. I won <laughs> uh, we outright. We did, won. We, we, won. Outright. we didn't. I won in the sense <laughs> that you win the competition and get all the points. We are here today to talk about the night man cometh, yes, which um. I had forgotten to watch until this morning. I was like, oh right, I should watch it.
2: I did the same thing, I forgot. And I was like, oh shit, I need
0: to. Uh, And I have to say, I thought I just knew it all. I was like, well, I know it so well. But there are lots of surprises in there. Again, I think one of the best episodes we've done. I think fans have reacted to it in that way.
4: Let Let me give. Just a little information about it, just so we know. Um, of course, everybody knows. There is episode. structure. We do have, we we, do have a we, tiny bit we, of structure.
1: We forget about it, but there is structure to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Now. Right. Megan has insisted. <laughs> you do oh, <there's laughs> such a good job on this thing. I don't, don't know what this don't, is. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't come end. on here don't and get, get her head. You back. I really appreciate it's already that. hard to get her head through the door.
4: Okay, well, uh, Nightman Cometh is season four, episode 13. It aired on November 20th, 2008, which means next year around this time, it'll be 15 years since it aired. Uh, it was written by Charlie Day, Glenn Howerton, and Rob McElhenney, and directed by Matt Shackman. And... Music composed by Cormac Bluestone. And Charlie. Ben. In and Charlie, so many
1: ways, it feels like it was yesterday. I feel like we just shot that. I have so many memories of shooting that episode. And it was mm-hmm. 15 years ago.
0: But I want to talk about how that thing begins. Unless you guys have got something else you want to put on the table. How the first.
2: episode begins mm-hmm. or, or how, how we conceived of it?
0: Both, because they're connected. Uh,
2: yes, so yes, they are.
0: The way the episode begins, you know, I'm in the in the back room and you hear me start singing this song like come one come all for a to a beautiful to a beautiful show it's gonna be awesome and all that stuff do some other musical stuff and then you guys are icing me out and then it's a whole conversation of why would you write a musical just to write a musical who is it against what's the who's the mark and of course ultimately it there is a ulterior motive in the episode but that came out of the fact Do you guys remember when we were trying to break this episode? Oh whole, there's
2: a whole other storyline that got broken. Yeah, we decided to. We were kicking around
0: like they were trying to like break into a bank or something for a specific reason, and the musical was a distraction while they were jumping back
2: and forth doing this other thing. The other version of it was that there was a rival bar there was a bar that 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 we had some kind of a prank war That's thing what it was. Going it with. Was. And they had pulled some kind of a prank on us and we were going to pull the ultimate prank by, but we needed them out of their bar. And in order to do that, we created a musical and that we were all in the musical
5: mm-hmm.
2: because that would prove that like we couldn't have done what they're saying we did because we were all on stage. And then we were going to do a whole thing where like whenever any someone was off stage, they'd be going over to the rival bar to like, so that was the ulterior motive and then and and we were sort of obsessed with this idea of like well we can't just do a musical for no reason like there's <laughs> yeah, got to right. be some other reason why yeah. we're doing it so then we just decided well well let's just write that in
3: i i never knew that about what that other story but just like as i've been thinking about this episode so many things like fold in on itself because i don't know if you guys remember when we did the tour of nightman cometh we showed an episode during that tour. Yep. And it was The Gang Reignites the Rivalry, which right. sounds like that yes. storyline. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I never put that together. Wow.
2: I never thought about that because I do think that we had always had this thing in mind of like, we should have some kind of a rivalry with like a younger bar, you yeah. know? And yeah, I never put that together. That, that, no that storyline
4: gets wasted. No. They all get done eventually. No, it gets <laughs> <finished> <laughs> one season, it goes on a card, yeah. and then it, it
0: comes out eventually. Well, it gets recycled. we we'll yeah, get yeah, around to it eventually. Yeah, yeah. I was um, delighted with all the rehearsal scenes before the play, so I think what I really remembered from the episode was the play and the performance. But the rehearsals was like,
2: yeah, because we changed a lot of it. I, I think what's what's probably seared into our memories more than anything is the live shows because that's the most recent right. stuff that we did, even though it wasn't that far removed from shooting the episode. You know, we we had there was a whole song. Uh, there's a whole. Uh, Nightman's song mm-hmm. that uh, we had to cut from the episode because the episode was just too long. We had to mm-hmm. lose some stuff that uh, made its way into the live show. Uh, it's nature shit happens. Oh, it's, it's nature, nature shit happened. Happened. Got it cut happens. as well. Uh, my song,
3: Troll in My Hole. Oh
2: right, there was a, right, right, right. There was a whole thing at the end
3: where well, no, I'd we had the
2: transformation.
3: We something? wrote that song for the tour because we just felt we were short when we first had to perform uh, at the Troubadour. Uh, we wrote oh, our but you so also the had that song. song. The, it's the opening the song. opening song
2: right where I'm like
3: where I'm he's like you like find your voice in it like you I jump up this one.
5: I got a troll in my hole
3: right if
1: we could find those
2: I got a troll in my hole that's right my hole of an apartment
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I control your soul that's my department. Everywhere there's trolls right, living. Home. Living in your, homes. Right up your home. Making you eat their bowls Make you rub their fat rolls. Rub their bones. And all of this and more yeah. I got, got a, a troll, troll in my is... hole. I got
5: a troll in my hole. My hole of an apartment. I control Departments!
2: I would love to hear from your perspective, like what what your journey was for that. Like, what was the first time we contacted you? What was the first piece of information you were given? Did we give you a script? Had
0: first? you written music before our show? Before this episode, never
3: had written music. Wait, what? I, I'd never written. I'd never watched TV before. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but you had written music. I'd before never
2: picked up before
3: a guitar. This, right? I'd, uh, yeah, I'd never written for Sonny. It was my first thing, and uh, I'd written music. I mean, oh did, yeah, you? I I was, I was totally say, writing musical yeah. theater. And Charlie came to a show. I'd been doing a show in for years in New York, and when I moved to LA, I brought kind of the best of it. And Charlie saw the show, and he was like, uh, "It was you know, Bar Hoppers." Yeah, and you're like is that before you knew each other. No, this is oh, okay. we knew each other. This was in LA, like at yeah. the Saint Nick's Pub. Oh um, my
2: God, Saint Nick's, Saint Nick's.
3: and. Oof. uh Charlie, after the show, was like, oh, that was really good. You know, we're about to do this musical episode. We were, g- <laughs> I don't, you did not mean it this way, but you're like, we were going to hire a professional, but we should hire you. <laughs> and, uh, okay. That sounds like something Charlie would, it do. he, he would say It does you, know, you would say it in a different you way. You,
2: yeah, that
0: you don't think I would have the sensitivity, you know, like I got, you, I got, you heard you, that I think if
3: you. I think you would word it, you would word it differently, yeah, my, but it, it's one of He did not mean things. it that, you know, because I knew you, I think you guys had written the script, you were in pre-production for it, and uh, you talk to these two and uh, sent me a script. And uh, you're like, come in tomorrow, come in the Fox, and we'll sit down and go through everything. And I was like, okay, I got to take my shot. I wrote drafts of all the music. And then I came in and I recorded it on a CD. And then you and me sat in a room for, I don't know, four or five hours and kind of took all our ideas and mashed them together.
0: I think I had like loose versions of some of the songs you right? had like, really
3: strong ideas like like i listened to them i'm like this was all char-. like little boy tiny boy little boy you were like oh it's got to be song timing i was like it needs a little form well how do you guys how do you guys know each other
0: uh williamstown uh summer of 1997 where
2: all
3: of your friends come uh, from where all my
0: friends come <laughs> from Yeah, <it's, laughs> we met two, <laughs> two apprentices and yeah
3: and hornsby was there that same summer. hornsby us. uh yeah,
0: yeah um and then Right after, uh, like when I first moved to the city, I had an apartment on my own for a year, and then with a with another buddy. And then the year after, I lived on Cormac's floor for uh, as long as I possibly could until they got rid of me. Uh, it's like get out. It's like there was a lot
2: of that with you too. <laughs> well, it was in a studio apartment
0: yeah. too. It was like a room and yeah, yeah, a yeah. bathroom, yeah. and uh, so this dude in a sleeping bag on a wood floor. But Cormac <laughs> we did a, a lot of jamming out, a lot of writing funny songs together.
3: I've played we we've played a lot of music together. We've, yeah, we played, played a
0: lot, lot of music together. So, yeah, when we were doing it, I I'm sure in my mind I was like, yeah, if Cormac wants to come on and help sort of arrange these in a way that like I have a limitation. I'm like I can do some chords and be like here's a melody now what, what are the nine other parts doing?
2: <laughs> do yeah. you remember, like, you know, in terms of the the songs and what they were about and some of the lyrics? I mean, I, we were involved in some of that, right? Like in the, because it was, sure, because we imagine. were writing the episode together. So, but do, but I don't remember how much, how involved we, Rob and I were in the in the conceiving of the lyrics of the songs. I don't know if we... I don't remember any of that because... I would imagine a lot because
0: it's all tied in, right? Like, I mean, there's the dialogue backstage about like, you yeah. know, you're going for gasp and that's all. I think that that was all yeah, scripted. We w- we was,
1: I remember talking about the the subjects of the songs and then they I- would go off and.
2: I remember uh, us oh. t- coming up with and talking about just to be clear. Yeah.
1: Well, we were trying to figure like, out what what would mm-hmm. be a fun song
2: for D. Yeah. And just coming off so that, funny. yeah, she would just write just yeah do just, a song, just literally just write it. A-
1: which I definitely remember. Also, um, a few years later, the bird That's that's how the birds of war was is the same idea, which is yeah, do a song and then make the song about clarifying what the song is yeah, actually yeah, about. Yes, <laughs>
2: clarifying what you mean by the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> that song I love, and also in a similar vein, the very first song that charlie was referring to that he comes out singing um come one come all to a beautiful yeah, show yeah. was that scripted or was that just you making I don't think that, that, that was scripted. Song? come
0: on come all
1: to a beautiful show uh i i think the script was you came out and said i wrote a musical
2: yeah i think so yeah i think that was like and the, yeah and like, i think i think on the day more... you felt like it needed more pizzazz <laughs> yeah so to speak <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and so you you just like, uh, like, well, yeah what, what think can that's we right?
0: do here um but um uh, a, a couple things wait uh I'm eating because I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, Is that an improv? That was an improv, right? Or was that scripted? <laughs> That's like my favorite line. Heard,
1: like. Yeah. There's a lot of baby Snickers stuff in there. Wasn't
0: yeah, there, I mean, there was. was a, there was a baby Snicker run. But There's I don't know if of-
2: that was in the li- just in the live show or there was a baby Snickers run in the episode that we cut. Yeah,
0: there, there was a lot
2: in the episode I was watching last night that I
1: thought I thought was, I thought the, there was more in the episode yeah. than there actually yeah. is. And a lot of it we cut out and put into gag reels. A lot of it was just in the live show. And so I have this hazy memory of what the episode was and it wasn't.
0: What, one of the things I love is just how straight all those rehearsal scenes are played. Yeah. You know, I'm obviously bouncing off the walls, but not in a comedic way. And it's just like purely angry way. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you guys, are, it's all very natural and very small. You know?
2: Yeah, I, I like that too. Yeah, we, we all are, are all like... We're not playing it for laughs. It's just like a genuine confusion about the boy's soul thing yeah. and whether the, whether the scene is about a rape. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, like it's, it's all, yeah, it's all played very grounded.
5: Yeah.
4: The, uh, Dennis, can you take a five? Just the little detail of how you're holding your hand when you're doing that feels so specific. I'd uh, like you to take a five. Please take a five.
2: <laughs> I don't know why, but I remember, <laughs> I remember working on that. There were so many different versions of that where we just kept going back and forth. It's like a five. And and it would be be a five. A five five only? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All five. Uh, All five? Uh, Yeah.
0: yeah. Please be gone for five.
4: Um, Five of
2: the
0: minutes.
4: There's so many specifics there in those rehearsal scenes, though, that feel like they're taken from, you know. Like the kind of it people that you meet in yes. small town theater, yes. like that type. Uh-huh. Like please, Artemis, please do not speak to the talent. Also, That's I love a little detail about it, Artemis when you say I could have Artemis do the song and her head, pops, her head pops up, and she is so ready to ready. do it. Yeah, just
0: that look. You know, she's dying to be in the play. No, yes. you,
2: that was that was a big impetus behind wanting to do this episode was wanting to mess around with the dynamics of community theater, like having all come yeah. from theater. We were like, let's let's do a thing where we get to insert some of the things that we remember from sort of the corniness of like. I remember that's where the gum bit came from too. We're like, are you are you chewing gum? And it's like he said no gum. You know what I mean? Like the teacher's pet was always like he said yeah no he said no gum gum. gum. yeah yeah. Yeah. Also um,
0: yeah, those were often done with just someone playing a piano. Like that was there was no like orchestras yeah, and the woman that we got Gladys who plays Gladys.
2: Who then Dennis recruited to play his grandmother in the Dennis system. Oh, yeah. The same actress. Yeah.
0: But she came on and just started improv and just talking about whatever she was saying. And
2: It's in the bloopers. Yeah. It was unbelievable. That that,
0: that, that, that scene in the bloopers. I have those bloopers. If you guys want to watch those.
1: Those (laughs) those are always just fun.
4: (laughs) This
0: is Gladys. She's going to be playing the piano instead of me tonight.
3: Yes, and I will live through the Coolidge administration. And I never thought that I would ever be at my 99 years of age being with such beautiful people.
0: Okay, I love that. All right, now she knows all the songs. Everything's fine, okay? Why? Now, Why? There's a little last minute ditty that happens, okay? And so, Gladys, can you just get out there and get us started, please? Diddy. I'll try. Yeah, well, don't try. Just do, okay? You've been snipping at me all morning. And you've been told, <laughs> told me the coolest story like a hundred times. Quiet, it down.
3: Get uh, down. Down. Yeah, I'm
5: I can't do this. Okay. <laughs> trying to
3: Oh, I've been through the Coolidge administration, but I never thought at my 99 years of age I would be with such beautiful people. Okay,
0: glad that we, we don't have time for like the Well go- take time. Well, don't <laughs> sniff at me. You're sniffing at me oh, No, don't give me the shush.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Look how much fun she's having! Oh, she <laughs> oh,
5: what a delight!
0: What <laughs> oh, oh, an absolute is, delight! She uh, was. May
4: Laborde, May. Uh, May, yes, who played Gladys. She was born on May thirteenth, nineteen oh nine, and she started gosh. her acting career at the age of ninety-three.
0: And the, the absolute pinnacle is her flipping through the pages when Dee sings her own song and saying, "What is happening? What is happening?" Best
2: delivery of one of our most iconic lines that we've written into a thousand episodes. What is happening? It's our favorite line to write. It is for our favorite star. line. If we and can... she, no one has ever delivered it better than she did. At yeah, the yeah, yeah. I don't think tip no. of the
0: iceberg. Um, she was amazing. Descending on a sun, I stole that from Sweet and Low Down, where uh, Sean Penn descends on a moon, and it's a great right. sequence where you know he he wants to, you know, he's making this big deal about like he's going to descend on this moon. And then he gets like he he's really proud of it and then the stage hand comes by and he's like oh, that's a hell of a drop man could break his neck <laughs> you know and then he gets like <laughs> nervous and his his descend is so like but I I was watching that because I, I couldn't remember if we if I did drop down or, or if I didn't
3: you we did. cut away
1: but
0: we like cut away and we, we
1: cut, cut away back so there. quick
0: yeah but I,
1: didn't
3: I know that we do I am coming got, down on it yeah. you see it
0: for like a half a yeah. shot
3: I think you're strapped to it so you had to cut. Oh, to to get unstrapped. Yeah, right. get unstrapped and then come off. Yeah,
0: that's what it was. A technical thing. So I remember there was a big debate about uh, whether we would sing this live while recording it or we would lip sync to pre-recorded versions of the song.
3: Right. That was one of my first things I think I said when I came on because I had so much experience and stuff. I was like, we got to do it live. And it was so funny when we did it, it. It's just so much harder to do it live. No one ever does it. Our playback guy- on the episode. You gotta have a click track. You gotta have Those, like, yeah. you gotta
2: make sure that the rhythm is the same in
3: every Those hand pieces are really expensive too. It's tough so editing
0: wise. Yeah.
3: The playback guy, he had a couple Emmys. He did like the Scrubs musical, the Drew Carey musical. And he kept saying to me, what are you guys doing? You do the pre-records and you lip sync. This is ridiculous. And during editing, I was getting calls like, they don't know what to do with any of this. How does this all go together? Blah, blah, blah.
2: What we cut together was a mixture yeah, of of us singing live when we were filming and the pre-recorded stuff. As I recall, we we, we, we spent a tremendous amount of time. Well, the mixer like spent little a tremendous booth. amount of time. Like, yeah, yeah. But the, the
0: the live performance aspect of it is what makes it so funny. Like, if it was polished. Yeah, and we, it wouldn't be funny it's the fact that it's unpolished and you know people are singing off key and like in uh, yeah.
1: those musicals that you're talking about the episode itself becomes a musical mm-hmm. versus right so the scrubs yes. for example yeah, and you'd need that to be polished and we've done versions of that on this particular show but this where you're putting on a performance you have to do it live
3: right. I think the almost most every seems, single it seems well be I think these were
2: the exact conversations we were having yeah Honestly, see I think this is why
0: we,
3: we don't right. hire a professional you know <laughs> that's
0: right
2: <laughs>
1: Have you figured out that first Christmas present yet? Well, look no further than down. That's right, down there at your underwear.
2: Are you telling us to give people our underwear as a gift? Because that seems
1: no. I'm saying get get them a new pair from me undies.
2: Could I give some of my current undies if
0: they are me undies?
1: Why Why would you even ask that?
0: Well, because of my experience, me undies are the absolute
4: snuggliest, most comfortable undies in the game. Maybe
0: I'm sporting a pair the recipient doesn't have yet, right?
4: I don't think that they'll want your old undies once they get their new undies. Um, plus, Undies Holiday Collection also has bralettes and PJ sets, holiday sweater prints, classic plaids for dads, and the softest loungewear ever in sizes XS through XL. What if I am the recipient?
1: Well, Glenn, this year you're in luck because Undies is encouraging you to do holiday your way, And if your way is gifting yourself a bunch of underwear, more power to you. Just dispose of your old underwear responsibly.
0: Mm. Okay, Glenn, we'll talk about What does that
1: mean? Sell it on eBay.
0: To get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com slash sunny. That's meundies.com slash sunny.
2: Guys, I have an announcement. an announcement. Glenn's
1: got an announcement.
2: It's a medical announcement from our friends at Raycon. Do you or a loved one suffer from chew volume anxiety, CVA? It's a very serious condition that
0: does not get talked about enough, but deserves to be, especially with the holidays coming up. When you want to block out the
1: sound of annoying relatives chewing their food or chewing your head off about your life choices, we here at the Always Sunny Podcast recommend that you drown them right out with a sporty new pair of Raycon wireless earbuds.
2: I can personally attest that uh, Raycons are the perfect gift for anyone in need of drowning out uninhibited chewers, okay? <laughs> Even if it's a gift for yourself. Well, here, oh, watch this. So pop these in here. All right. uh-huh. Uh-huh. There we go. Um, now. Right, hey, Rob? Yeah, I'm ready. Why don't can you me? guys pop? I'm smacking. You okay? I'm smacking. Are you guys pantomiming or are you actually making noise?
0: Plus, you, as the gift giver, will love that they start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So go ahead. Take a look at the holiday bundles for the fitness lover or gamer or CVA sufferer in your life. Which you can find in Kohl's or Walmart. Yeah, but why not try, uh, you know, just buying them from us, uh, your trusty friend? So uh, right now you can go to buyraycon.com slash sunny. To get 20% off. Or you could you could save even bigger and get 30% off Raycon's exclusive holiday bundles.
1: That's buyraycon.com slash sunny for 20% off your Raycon purchase. Buyraycon.com slash sunny.
0: My little black sailor's cap that I wear is a homage to... Uh, when I was in college and I decided I want to start doing plays, there was a theater club, not a program. There's like a club and they did plays in like a church basement. And the guy who ran it was a guy named Tom Kirkman. And, uh, he, he, I, he, like, he used to be a priest, but he wasn't priest anymore. And, uh, or maybe he still was, I don't know, but, um, lovely guy. I really appreciate him putting me in plays and, and, you know, uh, but he always wore a, like a little sailor's cap. Like that was like yeah. his thing. And he wore boots and he would go he would breathe through his teeth like after rehearsal and he would go. That was awesome. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> you know, like, that was his style. Anyway, it's not the story fizzles out, but a little a little tip to old Tom Kirkman. So I owe him a debt no, like of gratitude.
3: What would Troll Toll? Where did that come from? Well,
0: both Troll Toll and Tiny Baby Boy <clears throat> came a little bit from the musical I used to do with Hornsby, Paperboy. Uh, so up at Williamstown, Hornsby and I used to improv this musical about a Paperboy. Oh, yeah, City. I remember this. And Tiny Boy was loosely based on a song called "Like uh, Happy Thoughts that he and his... Or kind of funny thoughts. He like starts, he gets a girlfriend, and he's having kind of funny thoughts. And then the, the song gets darker and darker, where they're like, you know, like maybe we could also get a ski mask and rob a bank and kind of funny <laughs> thoughts, you know. And then they're like, we, we'll shoot the clerk. They're like, yeah, let's shoot the clerk. And, you know, uh it's playing against like a sweet song. And then Troll Toll was the same, like uh, where he, Jimmy the paperboy winds up in a bad part of town and he's just like, oh, there's homeless people
4: who uh, was the first one who realized that whole and soul when boys whole and boys soul who who What's put that? that together first that I, soul and whole sound I, yeah. think
2: I, I remember us talking about that in the writer's room for sure that was definitely something that uh yeah. that was like a big laugh in the, yeah. in the writers room seems like a
3: martyr rose out there that is such a funny one I mean that I mean I, 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 you watch this episode it's like one of those episodes where you're like this is from that episode this is from that episode yes. this is from that. It's just like wall to wall. The jokes, um, the songs, the musical, it's great. But like, there's just so much from this episode. The audience that we had in there, I
1: believe we discussed this before. But oh my God. Who, they... who was that audience? Wasn't an audience of people who had no, and they'd never heard of the show, seen the show. They thought maybe they were there to watch a play.
2: An actual play?
1: I don't know. But we I don't think we warned them. We just did it. And I think there was a lot of confusion. Yeah. A lot of confusion. <laughs> right. was, nobody found it funny. <laughs> There were like no, a, they were being forced, forced to laugh.
4: Imagine if you had no context for what it was that you were about to watch, and then yeah. all of a sudden, um, <laughs> that was the play that was presented to you.
0: Yeah.
1: I think we did run it from start to finish, we right? Did. Yes. So we over just, and over. We
4: just performed the play. <laughs> and then
1: it is what it is. And then we did pickups later.
2: And we shot it like like a live show, basically. Yeah. And then we went in for coverage yeah. and shot each moment and each scene like kind we would in a normal that. episode.
1: That was all shot, As I recall. Did you, those cat eyes, I, you can't see a goddamn thing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, in you the live show, see. you just painted your eyelids, That's right? That's right. Because you can't see with those cat eyes. You yeah. can't see anything. And they, they, they're it's just scratching hurt. your eyes. Uh, you couldn't yeah. see through them? So you, they give you just a tiny little eye hole so you can kind of get this out, but really it just feels but like it there's moves something around. Scra- so yeah, it moves around, and it feels like it's just scratching your eye the whole time.
3: So <laughs> I remember that. when we did Troll Toll, uh, I'd written this like little bass line that you came in with, and you're like, dum, dum. Mm-hmm. And you had to talk and snap at the same time, and <laughs> I remember. That. Dude, you were, you were
0: struggling with that, I remember.
2: Oh, I'm sure. Well, talk yeah.
0: and snap? Well, also,
2: you, you wanted him to snap, but don't yes uh, nah, nah, and I was like in between and you were doing <laughs> but what's duh, so great
1: about Cormac is duh, he's duh. so patient he's yeah. so patient so for an hour I, I'm just, I'm trying to do this thing and he's like you're doing great you're doing great there's no way I'm doing great after an hour and Glenn's just like well that's so Christ, funny man. because I remember
3: every time I saw him at start I'd be off stage like going really big yeah, to help yeah. you out yeah,
4: yeah. oh and, you're stage momming him that's yeah, true. well
3: here I am 14 years later I realized you couldn't see me I'm just like <laughs> <and> I'm <doing laughs> next to the crew I, like, no but just knowing you were there made me feel bad also you
0: you you had to write like Oh, that's so funny. I remember you writing that whole bump, bump, ba-da-da. And then, then you had to do a very specific thing just to get Danny into the song, which was
2: like, dum bum, dum 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 dum, 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 dum. dum like, yeah. like, here is coming your time to start singing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes no. I do remember that, yeah, because he never knew when to come in.
3: Well, I remember I'd written, like, a draft of Troll Toll. It was this loungy thing. And you're like, no, no, no. It's got to be like, you got to da da, 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 da. Like, And I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing this for Danny. And I was like, oh, it's like a little blues thing. And of course, it just put all the onus on Danny. Like, like so many of the songs are just lyric, 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 <laughs> lyric, lyric, lyric. <laughs> you know, it's just like jam packed wall to wall. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, on the tour, every night he would hit that. But we'd have, the whole band, like just guys, four, and everyone just go, one, two, three.
4: <laughs> you got <get> it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to get into all the music because, as, as you pointed out, Cormac, this, there's so much in this episode to get to. And um, to that end, I was really nervous that I wouldn't ask all the questions that, like, a big fan of this episode uh, would ask. So, are you guys ready for the super I, fan I, to ask yeah, you I'm all excited. his questions? You're going to have, have to, come
3: to sing out. the songs, though. Sure. Okay.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll just bring out our, our super fan, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> uh-
5: yeah, yeah, hi. Yeah.
4: Hey, man. Hi, nice hi. to meet you. Hi,
5: buddy.
4: <laughs> oh,
2: man. Wow. Wow. Holy shit.
0: <laughs> hello, hello.
5: Hello.
0: Are you familiar with musicals? <laughs> with oh my the goodness theaters? gracious. Do you have any sort of sense? Long of time, how first ready? time. Happy to be here.
6: <laughs> um, yes, I love this episode. <laughs> um, and I have so many questions. I'm so glad we have a composer here, too.
0: Wait, we have to talk about you for a minute. No, we don't. Uh, really? Come I on. have to talk um, about oh, you okay. for a minute. Uh, <laughs> So I saw Hamilton. We were talking about Hamilton yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yes, it was were. so
1: exciting. We were talking about it yesterday, and I was we looking were. over at Meg, and I was like, oh, this is going to be so <laughs>
0: cool. oh, you, guys, you guys knew. So right I, I, didn't know, I, I had no idea you were going to be here. And I yeah, was saying, yeah, no like, like, if you didn't see it w- without Lin-Manuel playing, you didn't see the music <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm, I'm there, and we're in New York, and we're watching the play, and like I'm looking at, at you, and you're like, before me, I'm like, I feel like this dude's looking right at me, but I'm like, he can't, he can't, <laughs> he can't, can't see me. <laughs>
6: He can't see me. No, and I took my cat eye lenses out. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, God, yeah. Cat I eye mean. out, man. And then when uh it came time for the bow, you were doing the bow and the whole place was going nuts. I was blown away of as of course. And you you point at me and Mary Elizabeth and you go, Holy shit, Charlie and the waitress. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you and said it like, during, he I said I like it. said it
0: in the bowels, like on stage, like
2: <laughs> everybody else. And I was like,
6: like there's well, 30, so what is 1,400 that? other people there and on my way. And I was like,
0: oh, Charlie and the Waitress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, <you laughs> From left, on stage. <laughs> and then we went backstage and we saw you and you were amazing. And yeah. and uh, you left John Bon Jovi waiting. That guy had to wait. I was like, <laughs> Bovine Johnny? Bovine Jovi Wait yeah. it was it was it it his night? I think that's who it
2: was, yeah. Wait turn, Bovine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck
0: Obama. Everyone had to wait. <laughs> if I had
6: more presence of mind, I would have turned to you and said, I was that baby boy, oh, that little baby,
0: baby boy was me. Uh, <laughs> I once was a man. Well, so that's so what are you guys saying that we've inspired you, I we think, inspired, is where we're yeah. getting that's to. Yeah. We're is you, is yeah. that yeah. right? It's the it okay. snake before. eating its tail <laughs>
6: this
4: episode right now. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I came to thank you for all of All the inspiration, yeah. Yes,
4: indeed. Well, uh, the nice thing about you being here, Lynn, is that you can answer once and for all um, Does anyone write a musical for no reason? Mm. Uh, or is it always versus? Yeah, somebody? it's always verses. Uh-huh. What's the
6: con? Mm-hmm. The, the long the con angle? for Hamilton, and it was a six year grift. <laughs> uh, no. Um, Who were you writing that versus? Who <laughs> was it versus? I, I guess, guess Jefferson? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah right, right, right. I wanted to ask you guys about your history with theater and musical theater because I know for me it was like, that was the place where I found any crust of cool in high school, and it was the place like where like I could exist outside my grade and I could mm-hmm. exist like I, you could collaborate on something that was not just like the drudgery and horror of high school right mm-hmm. and uh, so I was wondering, and then you know you guys have chops. I was watching the live episode on the way here, and the whole inside my apartment bonus song where you're just like wailing like yeah Freddie Mercury like <laughs> you guys have to have done musicals in school
2: I did a lot of musicals I, I yeah. yeah I want I want to hear the entire biography. list I, yeah, I want to hear, yeah I did a bunch of like really random musicals that most people have never heard of I did a musical called uh, star mites oh wow do you, do you know this? It's musical? like that's like a very cult flop musical. Yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know it. I did a music called Celebration, was written by the same uh, uh, team that wrote uh, The Fantastics. Uh huh. Henrik and a little night music. Oh shit! Um, that was by far the hardest. Yeah, uh, I I ever because I had to I had to play the cello while singing an extraordinarily difficult song. Yeah, but I had Sometimes to act like I was hardest. playing the cello along. To, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. I, it was it was, it was was crushingly difficult. Um, yeah, there's- some Harder than
4: uh, The Nightman Cometh?
2: Much harder than yeah. The <laughs>
6: and And Charlie, what's your musical background? Because uh, to me, your musical background, these things just make sense to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well,
6: okay,
2: so Kinda. both my parents-
0: one of the best. Both <laughs> <laughs> my parents are music teachers. Yeah. My mom taught like kindergarten through eighth grade and my dad like I was a college professor. And um, growing up, I remember my mom doing some productions of- of She she put on like HMS Pinafore oh, well. and the Mikado mm-hmm. and um and the Wiz. And I was too young to be in these things, but I remember like the eighth grade kids were doing these plays and I would see them. So I was introduced to it. then in second grade, we did uh, a-
2: Sorry, when you say she put on- She
0: was like the musical director of the it. school. So okay. like, you know, she was a music teacher. Like you, yeah. you're going to Mrs. Day's class for kindergarten through eighth grade, yeah. right? So then, uh, I did a, I did James the Giant Peach, and we did a musical version, and I sang that song like "Smiled though your heart is breaking" or whatever. Yeah. So the first time I like had to like sit and like do a song, and then I didn't do shit until high school, my senior year, which I did South Pacific.
2: But you were playing, but you were playing music. I mean, you were.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I w- I started like. I kind of rebelled against it. And then like once I got into high school, I picked up the guitar, started writing little things. and then... But you
2: started, that wasn't your first instrument. You Were you playing like trumpet oh, or something? Oh, yeah.
0: I had some piano lessons, which I ditched at 10. I played trombone.
2: Trombone. And That's then I
0: ditched trombone. And then uh, I picked up the guitar and I sort of half learned that and then back to the piano. But um, then I get to college and I do um, Sondheim's Into the Woods. Yeah. And I, I'm just like the guy who goes like the slotted spoon can catch the potato. Were you the narrator? Nope. Just like a guy, like or a just dad. a guy, like <laughs> just a dad. With. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then I started like, do you remember the Bravo channel? Like, um, of course. Before it was all before this reality it- show, they would play plays. Yeah. And they, yeah, they had right. Into the Woods on there a lot. It was like on a lot. And I would like get home after like hanging out with my buddies and I'd make myself like a gin and tonic and I would watch like- (laughs) Into the Woods. (laughs) Into the Woods. I was like, God, this is so good. I didn't think I liked this before and I really like it now. And so I don't know. It's like, I've had a long relationship with musicals, but also never really been a part of them. Like never done one professionally. Yeah. Don't have a huge desire to kind of like like and don't like them yeah that's <laughs> so. most
1: people's religion yeah, yeah, yeah. can that's we talk so about steven right. sondheim for a second because yes. um i uh, he's been referenced so many times on this podcast we talked about him yesterday mm-hmm. i know he was a friend of yours a mentor of yours wait uh, you knew him yeah oh
0: god
1: and he he just passed this past year Correct. past november yeah well um what? and i i think our audience would probably i don't know how how um bigger fans of uh, musicals our audience is. But I, I know Stephen Sondheim only from what I've heard about him from you guys. And I've watched musicals my, my whole life, but I never realized what a like m- massive uh, piece of musical theater Stephen Sondheim has like given to this culture, correct? He was like, he's yeah. a... He's
6: yeah, a, I don't know what the analog would be in another. It would be like... Scorsese for film or it would be Spielberg for film like he just redefined it Mm -hmm. on his terms Mm -hmm. and the crazy thing about one of the most remarkable things I think about Steven Zahnheim's career is that his mentor was Oscar Hammerstein II. Like adopt, not like only mentor, but adopted dad. His his mom dropped him off at Oscar Hammerstein's house. They were neighbors. And he was just like, I don't want to leave. Don't make me go back to my mom. Can I Mm -hmm. hang out with you? And he always said, if Hammerstein were a butcher, I'd be a butcher. Um, So Mm -hmm. he's mentored by like half of Rodgers and Hammerstein, Mm, but his shows are totally different. You know, Roger Hammerstein wrote like Oklahoma and South Pacific Mm -hmm. and these Sound of Music, like these very like wholesome, you know, it it kind of defined what musical theater was, but they were also these very naturalistic musicals. And Sondheim took that and wrote Sweeney Todd about a homicidal barber or Mm -hmm. a presidential assassin musical. And he just, you know, I I think the, the lesson of Sondheim's career is one, first of all, it's like variety, like he never repeated himself. And two, he just never, he, he always just kind of took what you would say is like, that can't be a musical. And he would turn that into like the best musical. Mm-hmm. Um, which that, of course brings us back to the Nightman. <laughs> uh,
5: yeah. Do you
0: think that <laughs> coincides with like the 70s just in general, like what film was doing, you know, where you have like the movies of the 50s and you have a lot of happy endings or, you know, a much more kind of big polished thing. And then the 70s, people start being like, Actually, the guys just go on a motorcycle ride across the country and then they're shot to death. You know what I I mean? I think
6: it it, it really was a reflection of who he was. One of the things Oscar told him in one of his early musicals, he started showing Oscar stuff when he was like 15 years old, um, was you're trying to write like me, don't write like me. If you write what interests you... Like mm. you'll be ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. That was his big advice to mm-hmm. young Stephen on
2: time. How do you feel about that? I mean, do you, do you do you probably agree with that sentiment? Sentiment clearly. I mean, I know that 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 for us was always our guiding principle was you know let's just do what we think is is funny and hope that other people like it you know because it's our best shot at making something original since there's only us, you know, we're, we're the only people that could conceive of something that only we can conceive of, so let's do that, yeah. you know?
4: To bring it back to The Nightman Cometh, and you're talking about pursuing just kind of what you love and, and making that to keep things original. What's interesting to me about this is it's a musical that you guys made, and you— Usually, I imagine you workshop musicals in front of audience so you have some idea of how they're <laughs> yeah. going to hit once you get to, like, the big venues. But you guys made and recorded a musical and released it to the world in its fully finished form, the only way that it will ever exist. And
6: I, I have a follow-up question about this because it also <laughs> emerged on what looks like the most insane chicken scratch pile of paper, <laughs> paper. and then <laughs> gets translated <laughs> by Artemis yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> into English. added it into. That, That's nice, yeah. it works. So I'm curious, well, I'm curious how you guys workshop the musical among yourselves. Like, how do you find Well, boys hole, boys
0: hole. I whole? mean, the beauty <laughs> of what we're doing is like, you have an absolute bailout parachute with a joke, right? Which means we don't have to do anything in earnest, which means that we can fall right flat on our face. Like, yeah, sure. There's a piece of me that is always like, yeah, I'd like to write a musical. That'd be fun. I don't have the guts and balls to actually write a musical and put it in front of the world. But if I write a musical that's a joke about musicals, then I'm right. safe, right? <laughs> and and kind of like our our show is such a good sort of like um, practice, like play box for uh, sandbox, like playground for kind of trying things which is like I'd like to write a David Bowie-esque rock song I can mm-hmm. do it on our show or like I want to try an English accent but it's a, it can be bad <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
6: you know like yeah. I do have a question about the English accent which is your accent as the nightman. it's very David Bowie and Labyrinth to me
1: <laughs>
5: oh, oh here's your troll oh, I never picked here's your toe troll <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah I have no idea I'm just trying to keep up <laughs> I'm just trying to keep yeah. up I can't <laughs> remember there's something quiet in-
6: there's something quiet about it that's very like David Bowie as Gareth. Well, love. Here's your toll troll. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what
1: you mean now. Yeah. That's what I was
0: going for. Yeah. I was
1: going for Bowie and Labyrinth.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Do you want to write another musical? Are you is that a whole is yeah, that? He's always, I'm, writing. I'm I'm always writing. Something. You're never yeah. gonna not write musicals.
6: Yeah, that's I I've worked really hard to get good at it.
5: <laughs> and so I want to keep
6: yeah. doing it. And but okay. but the thing is always like finding the idea that pursu- pursues you. Like, it can't just be, you know, I've, I've written ideas where I've, I've written my way t- and I go, oh, I, I think I'm done. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. interested in c- pursuing this anymore. Mm. Um, that's what's so kind of beautiful about this episode is you can tell. In I mean, just in the context of the story, Charlie was possessed by an idea, mm-hmm. and he saw it yeah. through. Like he actually did something very impressive. And the the side of Charlie that this unlocks in the episode, like when he is screaming at D, I mean, yes. we have never yeah. seen Charlie like that. Full that. theater tyrant. Full. Yes. Thi- full th- theater. So full explain theater to me outside. where the full theater tyrant came <laughs> from, because. Well,
0: I- I think that's just a funny concept. But he's like, just so powerful. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, and Charlie's never really powerful. But don't you feel like that's a dynamic that happens in the theater? Like, I'm sure, Glenn, you've seen it, like, in the Juilliard days where it's just, like, this extreme tension about this ridiculous thing that people are doing. Mm-hmm. But also, underneath it, I he, feel like he's trying IQ. to get this girl to marry him. And, his, and, and his he's like everything <laughs> riding on it. That's you know right. what I mean? Like, right. he's like, I I need this play to be good. It's your last shot, because it's my last shot. I'm going to propose to this yeah. woman. <laughs>
6: There's moments where your IQ goes up a hundred points. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah like yeah, when he goes. True. Turn the page over. Like, what is yeah, it that's, nothing? Yeah, that's yeah. what you'll <laughs> <Yes>. sing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, like, that. Yes. that is
4: brutal. Yeah,
6: is that this? Uh, yeah,
4: this I want to play this section. Okay. He's this in his, fo- he's in his zone. Charlie, this is my big song. Yeah. Everybody else
6: has
0: a big
2: song. I deserve
0: to have one. Do you? Don't screw me like this, Charlie. Don't screw you. Oh,
2: I'm sorry, Dee.
0: Um, Look at you wringing your hands. Uh, let us see. Was it, did Dee write a musical and, and come to Charlie with it? No, Charlie wrote a musical and came to D with it. And the gang, and the gang likes to screw it up and make it about themselves and take it away from Charlie Shorty and ruin his hopes and dreams. So let me tell you something, D. Let me break down a scenario for you. I could cut the song, okay, because I wrote it. I could have Artemis do the song, okay, i did not write it. Or I could strap out a wig and I could do the song myself. So you tell me, Little Miss All That, <laughs> what do you want to do? A song or no song? Like, a funny thing happens when you're doing a scene like that where, like, I'm just screaming at Caitlin. Right? And I feel her feeling screamed at. Like, I can feel her starting to be like, well, he is, whether it's the actor or the character, this man is sc- fucking screaming at me. Yeah. And I can't, like, soften that blow. I can't be like, all right, well, let me back it off a little bit cuz she's getting upset like i got to stick in it so like i have to like turn the nice side of my brain off <laughs>
2: That's funny because you're giving her exactly what she needs as an actor by doing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
5: know. And yet in your I
2: know. mind, you're like, "I'm upsetting her." I know. Like, I know. But you know again, what I mean? There's
0: a side of you where you're like, "This but, is abusive in a way."
2: Yeah, but. but of course, in Caitlin's mind, she's like, "Oh, this is great. Like, because I, I am getting screamed at. I, and I'm, that's how I'm supposed to be reacting. <laughs> yeah, so it's just she, a very yeah, genuine uh, reaction."
0: She, she plays it great.
1: There's nothing more abusive than the level of stalking that goes on in this particular episode. Stalking. Yes. Of, stalking the waitress. Of the waitress. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh and even in even in the end, when you're like, "Well, I'm coming." Yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't sign anything, so I'm coming back tomorrow. That is sinister. It's completely, That's truly it's sinister. sinister. <laughs>
4: completely wrong. And, yeah. and yet, people have really used that song as a proposal song. I've seen YouTube <laughs> no. videos of people literally proposing in we real gotta, life using we gotta that. We got to put that in the podcast. Yeah, I, I would like, like to see a few of right those. Here. As you were saying, you wrote it with this out, which is it's supposed to be funny. It's not supposed to be that good, and yet everybody loves it. They love the songs. Like you, you somehow looped around again to create something that isn't a joke. That yeah. is genuinely. I mean, this is the power out.
0: of music, man. I, I'm yeah. sure you have experienced this. Is that it, it reaches people beyond what uh, now I'm doing a George Bush thing. It reaches, <laughs> it's <laughs> reaching you to your soul. Uh, I don't know. It can just tap it like that. I yeah. was. It was. I didn't know anything about. Uh, Hamilton, when I when I went to go see it. I just heard it was a hit. Uh, I didn't know anything about you. I went to go see it. And, you know, 10 minutes into the play, I'm like, okay, oh, it's like a, we're, we're rapping, right? Like this is new. <laughs> it's like 10 minutes <laughs> into a Yeah, then by, <laughs> and then by the end, like it was a completely... Well, it's primal. It's primal. It's so primal. Yeah, it was it like it uh, in a that way. hit me in a, in a way that very few pieces of art actually have. And like just something about the power of combining music to whatever, like if you nail it right I don't know it I know it, it hits so, you in a
2: totally different way even
0: in yeah. our goofy kind of like hey we're doing a silly bad musical the songs stick with people but you know it's resonate. funny because
6: I'm so allergic to meta musicals like there's they're their own genre where they're like we're commenting on the fact we're doing a musical isn't it so hilarious mm-hmm. that we are uh-huh. breaking into song um, I kind of generally hate that shit yeah. like right, I'm yeah. just like right. stop apologizing for the thing you clearly love mm-hmm. to do yeah. but <laughs> that doesn't right. that doesn't come across in this episode like what comes across is that Charlie earnestly this show came out of him and he's mm-hmm. using it of course for sinister ends but it doesn't ever feel like you guys are commenting that musicals are bad. No. It feels like uh Charlie is inept at making what he wants to have happen. Yeah. Happen. And like the vanity of your characters is always going to upend you. Stage freeze. Don't say stage freeze. Right. The joke
0: isn't that musicals are bad. The joke is that we're bad at doing them. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, yes. and, and you that
6: you sabotage job. yourselves. Yeah. yeah we're yeah, not we making fun of, well. yeah. of the show but no, itself. you guys we, are working your ass yeah. off. Like when, when when the Nightman comes out and he's, he's finally doing his earnest awesome karate and they're laughing. It's like, oh, so such a dejected little aside.
4: I, I also love a, the little moment where Dennis is backing up to grab the gun and you you don't want to turn around and grab it because <laughs> yeah. you, know, you want it to be subtle. So right. what you do is you flail around behind you around for it, yeah. someone holding it like just uh, through the door for you. That's a little detail. I think that, again, it brings up like it invokes such high school productions and it's mm-hmm. so nostalgic to watch, like even the sets and the way that the couch is painted onto the yep. wall mm-hmm. and the yeah. everything. It just has – and then contrasting that with the subject matter that you're talking about. <laughs> so uh, it's so dark. so dark. Do
0: you write on piano? When yeah. you go, you sit on a piano and you – Yeah.
6: I, don't, I, I can't play trombone. I can't play <laughs> – You don't write on trombone? I don't write on trombone. Uh-huh. No, I, I only ever learned piano. I took piano lessons as a kid. And oh, so yeah. I, I have my keyboard hooked up to my computer and I use – use, I wrote in the Heights like on GarageBand. Like use wow. that to arrange it and then uh, – graduated to Logic <laughs> for right. the subsequent shows. Can we talk about your process for a little bit?
1: Because um, I found it fascinating. When we were, we were in New York, we went out to dinner, and we went to see a comedy show, and then um, you were like, I got to get home because I found this fascinating. He said this to me at dinner. <laughs> he said, I can't stay out too late tonight because I got to get home because my boss is expecting me to deliver a song by the end of the day tomorrow. And I thought he was joking. And I laughed and he was very serious. And I was like, who's your boss? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Very serious. Yeah. He, my boss. I mean, he was like, but you were you were yeah. earnest insofar as you had to deliver this to your boss. And I was like, <laughs> who's your who's, boss? Who can, his boss? And it's the head of music him. at Disney. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Who's also a friend? My buddy Tom McDougall. Yeah. yeah.
6: He, runs, he runs music for Disney. And I was writing a, a song on uh, for an assignment for him.
1: Yes. Yeah. And... And I just found that fascinating because to me, if there's any artist in the world living right now who doesn't have a boss, it's you. (laughs) (laughs) However, but I found it interesting. First of all, obviously you're respectful of somebody who's paying you, you're a professional, paying you and they have an expectation of delivery. But beyond that, it almost felt like you enjoyed the constraint of knowing that you had to get something done. Mm. Is that a part of your process? Yes, I think this says more equal amount about you that it does about me that you
6: are fixated on my having a boss. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> Because you're like, well, I'm I want- instantly <laughs> resentful of anyone who would call themselves my boss. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Glad I thought we were yes. Rob's
4: boss. Yeah, aren't you? Yeah. We yeah, are, yeah, we, we just are. don't.
6: We just don't.
5: Know. We're we're subtle.
4: Subtle. <laughs> just yeah. Yeah. We just don't want to
5: trigger
1: it. You don't have to
6: say yeah.
4: yeah. yeah, it. I love a deadline.
6: I love a deadline. That's what I love. And um, when I'm when I'm working on something to know that we're going to meet about what I write every week, that's the best way for me to get anything done. That was how... And the Heights got written, how Hamilton got written. You know, I, when I started writing Hamilton, I was took me a few months to write the opening song, took me a year to write the second song, which wow. was oh my God. half just like not writing the song, and and half just me not committing to finishing it. And it wasn't until Tommy Cale got involved and was like, let's just put a date where you're gonna perform as many songs from Hamilton as you can. And, that, and we'll just commit to that like seven months from now. And I wrote 11 songs. Mm-hmm. So
0: that that tells me that like I need a deadline
6: mm-hmm. to yeah. get anything
0: Yeah, done. because then you can just keep chipping away at something. And at a certain point, you're like, okay, I have to move on. And only when you've moved on from it can you go back to it and be like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was or it's even better. Yeah. And also,
6: I'm sure you guys are familiar with this. Like my favorite part of the process wh- when I'm working on a musical is bringing the song in and then being like, all right, like here it is, like guts out, like what do we think, what's confusing, what could be better, what did you like, what didn't make sense? And and I'm sure that's how you guys work too in terms of like It, it isn't this. I think this
1: is a great lesson for young artists and people who are trying to get into, into creating anything is the idea of iteration. Um, we -hmm. talk about this quite a bit, which is uh, oftentimes people are afraid to put out, to show people what it is that they're working on at early stages because they want to perfect it, Mm -hmm. not realizing that there is no perfection. And like so much a part of any collaborative art is to get other people's opinions. And if you don't put that, if you don't have either an external uh, party who's putting on that limitation or, or those guardrails of saying we need it by this date, then you have to do it internally and right. just say, look, by this date, I'm going to show it to people. And there's no, that's not a failure if someone says, oh, that's pretty good, but what if you tried yeah. this or what if you mm-hmm. tried that? That's all a part of the process. And even the, the people who are the greatest in the world at it, like to hear that, I think like an audience member to hear that, that you also fear that and oh, also yeah. will sit down yet. At an early stage and show it to somebody and take notes, I think is really inspiring.
0: yeah. you say the price of my war. Now that one, that fucking number, which is so fuck all that the the king's numbers are so good. Did those come quickly, writing wise? Or those came away from the piano. So those yeah, came yeah. as
6: like a tune in my head. Mm-hmm. I was actually on my honeymoon when I wrote King George's song Really? Yeah, I was on an island in the South Pacific with my wife. There was not a piano. Anywhere. Now, how do you do that? It's just in your head? Well, I think the reason it's so catchy... And again, like, your own bullshit becomes a part of your process. Like, Mm. for me, I don't have very good piano chops. So a melody has to survive my chops. Ah. (laughs) You know? And so, like, that song was so catchy, it had to survive the... Two weeks I was on vacation and stay in my head, and I wrote down the words as like I like I put words to the melody once it was in my head, and they were pretty close to what the final words would be. But I just sang it to myself, and it Did was you take a video. And it or had to a... survive. No, no, I just had, it just had to survive. And, and I think that's why it's the catchiest song in the so, show. Like, it was just stuck in my head for two weeks.
4: But it's an interesting song to write on your honeymoon because it's about a very dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but it's
6: also a breakup song. That's yeah.
4: true. That's true. Like, it's, it's actually a breakup song. It's like, no,
6: you'll, you'll be back. Yeah. You're stuck with me. <laughs> so maybe no, no. We, let's not look too deeply into that.
0: Yeah, it's a perfect song. I, like, every now and then, I'll, it won't even be on. I'll just, like, start singing it. I don't know why. It's, just in there. It's, yeah, it's, it's in there it's it's in there for life now i think
6: yeah that's I, I, how a lot of us feel about the nightman coming
0: yeah 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 it's, <laughs> it, it, it
6: really is i mean it's trying so... to get it right
0: in that skull where it stays forever yeah
6: yeah you um, do
2: have a knack charlie does have a knack for writing very catchy melodies or sort of like catchy catchy things that just grab you right away like
0: it could have been a good commercial jingle right yeah
2: yeah for sure <laughs>
4: The the lyrics too I think are so catchy and almost because they're so not specific like I'm thinking specifically of the last song, um if you want to marry men, will you marry me? Like the little <laughs> yes. things that are added in. Yeah. Like it's that, not even well, I men, It's man. If you, man. Want, if you want, want to marry man. man, man if, you if you
5: want to, you to marry man. man. man.
2: You Those things. Be- <laughs> when you wrote that, did you mean like were you calling were you calling her man? Like both. If you want to marry man, <laughs> both. Or or was it uh, like or if you want, want to, to marry, marry man, man? I
0: knew it would be funny as fuck I am man. And like it's also like a bad lyric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like it's calling her man, which is also weird. <laughs> yeah. Please say but yes and like, do not
4: bone me. Do (laughs) Do not not bum me. me.
6: What what I love is that it's, the beginning has like the rigorousness of like a Bach cantata. There's like a chord for every note. It's like dun, 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 dun. It just gets, it's like very like fugue-like almost. And then it goes to the like craziest hard rock plays like (laughs) da-da-da-da-da-da-da.
0: That's because we don't know what to (laughs) do.
4: Today, creeps and listeners, we are supported by Athletic Greens and their delicious five-star lifestyle-friendly green powder, AG1. All
0: right, you know what? I, I can start this time. Have you guys ever counted uh,
2: all the way up to 75? To se- 75? Like just, what do you mean? Just because?
0: Well, yeah, I guess there's a reason. That's because that's the number of uh, high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in AG1.
2: You know, um, I'll be honest with you guys, hearing... 75 of all of those things, every time we advertise for Athletic Greens, it kind of becomes like this uh, sort of amorphous blob of a number. But, you know, when you break it down and, and and count it out one by one, I mean, that is, that 75 is a lot of nutrients. Yeah, and they're all together in one place,
0: all together in one place. And it's hard, hard to
4: get any group of
0: any size together in one place. It's hard enough to get the four of us together in one place. Uh, yeah,
2: no, it is. Uh, that's why we have to do this remote thing. just makes sense to him yeah um, it just makes sense to him it makes no sense to me sounds like a James Taylor song like it's so <laughs> beautiful
6: without the lyrics on top <Synd> <sounds> but uh
0: but the tiny boy baby boy is a total sondheim ripoff with with those kind of chords like
6: Right, because it's a two-chord jam, but the chord on top is very, like... It's a it's major like seven. Major
0: seven, yeah. Well, I don't know these words you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's it's, the thing that... It's, this it's is right. why I never pursued music, because all that shit... I can't, it, I can't get that shit. Oh Yeah, that's
6: Probably perfect. perfect but,
5: you could.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just names for
6: what you're doing. Right, right, right. right that's yeah. really all it is.
0: <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah.
0: right isn't that it
2: yeah it a uh, sound yeah, it goes, uh, oh, wait, very wait i just going to ask you
1: something again because this name keeps coming up what is it about that that makes it sound like Sondheim uh,
6: because it's, um, it um just sounds like no it's, it's Sondheim would never use like a major chord when he could do like a weird seventh chord or a second or a fourth like he just did interesting voicings
0: at End of the Woods is lot of that kind of like or like you know you know those kind of chords yeah I don't know. I, I don't know. You would know, but, but maybe one. yeah. Or, or maybe this is what I was doing for. Yeah,
3: it's that. We're in the woods. I wish. <laughs>
0: I'm going yeah. walking. I'm in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for a little butter now. Like it's like, the, it's like that. Feeling. It's all that kind what of shit. What was his like. take on the boys' hole? Looking for a hole. Did he have a, a hole in the hole. Any <laughs> <There you go. laughs> <laughs> hole is for a rabbit don't need rabbit
6: so wait but but, but take me from you finding that very sondheimian right hand to the call and response of ooh well
0: that ah." was cormac tiny
5: boy Ah. little boy baby boy i need you tiny boy little boy i want to touch you boy. if you only knew
2: what i'd do to you you, if i was that boy that's inside of you it's also in in,
6: in waltz time, <laughs> and it's a waltz. Uh, a waltz. Yeah, one two three, one mm-hmm. two three, one two three. I think if I knew right, all the two, things
0: three. you're supposed to know, I would not be able to do it. And that's like where your dynamic comes in great. So I can be like, okay, here's some bum 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 bum. You know, and I was like, what is like, Glenn, like, Glenn
3: well, doing on stage at this point? So we added these little oohs and o's, Ooh. and he did the ah. pelvic. Floor.
5: <laughs> <laughs> if you only knew, and and There's a this, discovery. And there's, there's a new discovery with
6: each. Even though you're singing them in high voice, they're deadly earnest lyrics. If you only knew what I do to you.
5: If, if I, I was boy, if inside of you it's inside of you.
6: That's like 80s like metal lyric. Like that is so early That's journey. If you only knew what I'd do to you. But Set so against emotional. this
4: is insane. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you've and come for insane, you've come to the right place.
4: Also, so much of what I love about this episode is, you know, those rehearsal scenes before the musical begins sets up so many jokes that pay off, yes. like Dennis and Mac switching, and then that paying off in like the the hug that they do. That's very awkward. It's a you sexually know it's about, charged, it's a, yeah, sexually charged embrace. Yeah. <laughs> um, but setting up those things and the D wanting to throw in a song, and then having those things all like pay off uh, oh, yeah. during the musical. I have a
6: did you guys write D's solo or is that? Cormac did write that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is that we I knew we wrote it should have words, some kind of clear. melody. I think we, I think we, wrote, we wrote the words. lyrics and then. Yeah, we, and we wrote the lyrics. I'm the pretty sure. lyrics Yo, I know we
2: came too. up with the idea of just, just to be clear, like clarifying, you know, the previous song. <laughs>
3: and I think so I've written me- it more like a song, like, just to be clear. I did not write that song and would never have sex with a child. <laughs> just to be clear, just to be clear. <laughs> and it sounds like a Taylor Swift.
0: Song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: <More> <laughs> I, I was thinking about when we were writing this, one of my concerns when we were kind of writing it was, I hope we're not, our goal here is not, we're trying to write a bad musical bad. I, I think we're trying to write a bad musical as well as we can. As well as <laughs> yeah, can. Yeah. No, no, the muse has visited Charlie.
0: Well,
5: yeah, I mean,
0: that's because there's the piece of me that is dying to be in musicals, sing songs, write songs. And then there's the piece of me that's it's too insecure to ever like, really pursue it. So it's that sweet spot of like, well, if I just earnestly do it, and then we make it funny, then you can get away with it. But like-
4: um, Can we talk about the Troll Toll song? And, uh, and what that is sort of modeled after? And is there like, anything special about coming up with that? I mean, obviously, soul. And boy's soul and yeah, uh, boy's soul.
6: Whole. It is a two-lyric song, and yet devastatingly effective.
5: <laughs> yes, yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've got to pay the troll toll to get into that boy's soul, and then they say, "What's
5: that name?" <laughs> like, you know, hey, like, hey, back to yeah. hey! How do hey, so you, you find heard, the heard
6: form heard. of this thing?
0: I just was just playing the chords I knew, and so I was like, "Okay, the, you know, the the." Major chords are the love songs, and the minor chords are the bad guy. You know, so <laughs> right. it was, it, <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, it was like as simple as like a bluesy kind of like. Uh, I, I, I heard that. I was like,
3: oh, this is a blues, right? Boom, 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 it's boom, it's boom, St. James Infirmary, boom, boom, right? Uh, gotta <laughs> the troll me.
0: Uh, yeah, don't don't. <laughs>
4: Hey 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 hey, 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 hey! Like Fat Albert. That's a good thing to that can work in any musical, really. Just saying, what'd you say? What'd you say? Hey, hey, hey! Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: And then what was what was Danny's reaction to
3: this? How was what was his level of? Danny was
0: gung ho to do it, but he took I, a
3: little. I had. It's the craziest story, and I'll say it as quickly as possible because I would met Danny a few times, but. So we show up at the high school because we did this whole thing at one location. And the night before, I was nervous. I was like, what else can I give these guys to really make it click? And I thought, lyric sheets. We have the script. We have the music. Lyric sheets. Just the song, a page with lyrics. Right. So I sent that off to the second AD, and they printed them out. And I meet Danny, and we run the song once or twice. And I turn around to my piano player. I said, Danny, let's do it one more time. This time, and I turn back, and he's halfway out the door. (laughs) And on his way out (laughs) He grabs some papers off my music stand and just takes everything and disappeared for the rest of the day. And of course and I thought I, I thought you were all messing with me because I swear to God, every single cast member and every single crew member all day were asking me, Hey, any more of those lyric sheets around? And Danny had just taken them out the door. So of course, Danny like slays it the next day when we record. Cut to a year later when we did the tour. Or when we were rehearsing for the Troubadour, I go, we all went over to his house to do this first rehearsal. Uh, I bring my piano player in. Ria, like, brings us into his, to their piano. And she's like, oh, you can just clear some stuff off and work here. And I remember picking up a book and there were all the lyric sheets and music <laughs> marked up. He brought it home. He'd worked on it, which is oh, like, well, yeah. why do you have to take everybody's? to
5: are just best. A little quirks,
1: you know.
3: <laughs> yeah. Those are a nice little. Wanted us to fail.
1: Yeah, he wanted us yeah. to yeah.
3: fail. He yeah. He's the goat, man. I mean, he like he he worked on that stuff, and he he's so amazing. He 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 like just killed that stuff. And uh, seeing that stuff at, at his home, like a year later, I, I was like, oh, this is a guy. But, he, like he also, cares. he wanted to rehearse it nude in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's what you
2: right. Do. That's, that's right. You, that's that he uh, you know, I he's also you know one of the most delightful things about Danny is he still continues to approach things like a with a youthful exuberance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like he's okay to not be necessarily the best at something as long as he's having fun he, like he he just has this like childlike you see that in the scene
4: where he gets assigned to the troll and he's so excited yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, one of our comedy tricks is always like trying to subvert the expectation so you're expecting him to be pissed that he's going to be the troll and like offended yeah, so. yeah right right the second he's, he's excited him. you're like well there's a joke Right. His oh, yeah. entire social
1: media presence is based on him taking pictures troll of foot. his feet in different locations and calling it trollfoot in New York, trollfoot in Paris, <laughs> that's and it's just that—that's how much Did he's embraced it. Did
0: that come there. before or after the musical?
1: That came after
6: the musical.
2: That was at, oh, that. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, well yeah. after. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah.
6: Dayman becomes Nightman. Danny
1: DeVito became tr- yeah, troll. He became
6: trollfoot. <laughs> Trollman. Trollfoot. Troll. I mean, this
1: yep. this episode was truly um, the first. This was our, our our way to understand how the audience at large, was experiencing the show mm-hmm. because there was no social media at the time. Right. There was no... We were making a television show, so w- we did nothing live. We had no indicators as to whether or not people were watching the show or enjoying it. Uh, we had no interaction with fans other than other than out on the street or like Nielsen ratings. Yeah, yeah. So the very first time we performed this um, was at the Troubadour, and it was mind-blowing. We had people... Like, who knew every lyric to every song. They knew every line in the episode. And they were laughing before we were delivering them. To work in television and to be able to go out and to, to perform live, mm-hmm. what a gift. What a gift that you get to see on a nightly basis how things are being received. Yeah. It's fun.
0: Although, I guess, like, when you're doing a play, obviously, people aren't singing along. Have you played like some concerts or some venues where people have had the opportunity to sing along? So I went to a show
1: in London of Hamilton uh, six months ago. The entire theater sang every Every single song. Oh, really?
6: Everybody knows that. Well, that's all. Hamilton was a really interesting case because I remember when no one knew the words when we started previews, (laughs) and and people were going out and sort of talking about the show and watching that front row slowly become like the live teleprompters mm-hmm. over the course of the first year because oh. we, we didn't release the cast album till like a month after we opened on Broadway. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that was our ambassador more than the show. was. So you, you know, you can only serve 1,400 people at a time mm-hmm. uh, on a given night. But then the way that album went out into the world was really like totally unexpected and then uh-huh. and then it went from like we're showing you our new show to reading on Twitter like whatever line I fucked up that night they're like we saw it tonight and you fucked up this line <laughs> <laughs> like, that's,
0: <laughs> that's yeah. they know it that's the, they know that's it the downside of audience <laughs> feedback <laughs> yeah. yeah well exactly. that's both sides right yeah. is there another example <laughs> yeah. and and uh, forgive me for not knowing but like of the person who's writing the musicals starring in them like has that been I mean I'm sure it's been yeah. done a few times but like what a what do oh, oh, yeah. sure. well, you're, you're <laughs> but talking like, about in, like, uh, in,
2: th- in a theater yeah, setting yeah, like, like in a like Broadway big setting,
0: Broadway hits where the yeah. person is also the writer um there it,
6: it was very much the case in the beginning of musical theater like George M. Cohen famously did that like he right. wrote Yankee Doodle Dandy and starred in Yankee Doodle uh-huh. Dandy nice um shot. and then there were and now it's more of a thing like again like Sarah Bareilles like went and wrote Waitress then went into Waitress she's amazing in it um there's a young theater writer named Shayna Taub who's, like, incredible and starring in her own shows. So, um, yes, but it's 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 rare.
0: Yeah. It's part of what's so electric about seeing the performance,
6: right? It's like... Well, it's, yeah, but, I mean, for me, the hope is always that it lives beyond me. Like, well, yeah, you know, that's... that's the, the hope is you just write something
3: really good that lasts. Um, I love In the Heights, and I remember seeing that. And I, I remember thinking what's going to happen when this guy leaves the show? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's a terrific show. It lives on. The movie's awesome. But I remember seeing you and thinking, what What happens when Lin-Manuel well leaves the, the show? It the Piragua guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I just, I just,
6: yeah, I just get older and get you a gut and you know, play the Piragua guy. Gosh, and then when you were at a drive-in about to get into a fight, yes. the words of the Piragua, Piragua guy Piragua. will calm Piragua. you That's down. What we, that is what <laughs> that we were listening to. You
5: yeah. heard that story? I did. You yeah. We were listening to Inland, but we were yeah. And, and it was Piragua was, was the Hamilton. song. Okay, that's right. Yeah. yeah,
6: yeah. But he heard Piragua and it brought him back. Yeah, just was down like, for a yeah. second. So, yeah. yeah, like it's it centered me again. That is the power. I just you thought keep scraping by.
2: <laughs> and that is the power of your music.
6: Yeah. And so, okay, Troll Toll. I want, I want to hit every song toll. in this. I'm yes. sorry. I, no, I, no, I, I,
4: <laughs> I, we have to be thorough, so thank you. Um, so we've done Little Baby Boy, and just to be clear, so I think Dayman is next to talk right, about. Right, which was
6: in a previous episode. It was in a previous this was episode. a reprise Not, for It's yeah. Always it Sunny existed. fans. Mm-hmm.
4: The whole show was built around this particular song, which is really just a chorus twice, which is smart, <laughs> right? right?
6: But wait um, a minute, but when you watch the episode, there's also, <laughs> like, um, like you're saying other stuff. Like, it builds to... That was Cormac, so... Like, you've got some counterpoint going on yeah i don't yeah. know what danny is exactly is doing but yeah. like you're doing like yeah yeah
3: like you did add stuff to it yes. we we I, I just again it was like what is everyone doing during this and i i really like <laughs> harmonic music when yeah. everyone's doing stuff and uh so i just arranged it and got there on the day and i think we cut half of it just i i overrode it and um and we cut some of it. We, we added, um, cut that, cut that, cut that. I am the ruler of night and darkness, oh, yeah. a master of wow. bird and song. A master of <laughs> bird and song. Yeah. Right? Master bur- and Wait, then right. these like, go on. You are the teacher of bird Ooh. and man, the winner of contests near and far. Contest. Yeah, winner of contests near and far. teacher of
6: bird and song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> so that was kind <laughs> of how we, yeah. like, what's wrapped weird, up the I about also, that?
4: like, it's not part of the song, but the lead into that uh, I really love because it's uh, that song starts the third act, and Dee gets us up to speed by saying... Uh, you once were a boy, and now you are a man, and I am in love with you. And that just gets us like past. <laughs> that's right. it's Like that's the resolution. Now uh, let's yeah. get to like Yeah, the yeah final. You get a lot of But, but also yeah. past. That yeah. chord progression
6: also reminds me of from the original one. It was they hate you, nightman, and you don't belong to
0: them. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Which was me just riffing on the day when,
6: when I miss your cold hands. <laughs> 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 So
0: bad, I think yeah, it's So bad.
4: So bad. So bad. Yeah. <laughs> that voice comes back that oh, mm. the,
0: well, the, that at <laughs> the end where I come down and I sing the final song, where I explain the tongue in the back of your throat thing mm. you're doing there. <laughs> it, it's uh, Christopher Guest. I stole it from Christopher Guest <laughs> from.
2: Great. Oh, from from uh, Waiting
0: for Guffman from a scene that I think was cut from Waiting for Guffman so oh. it's in like one of the songs he sings in the outtakes and and he a penny for that thing.
6: your thoughts is it that one <laughs> it might have been a penny for your thoughts
0: oh god I mean, that's <laughs> so. yeah at one point. or maybe it's in the a
6: penny yeah, for, for a your
2: penny. thoughts a dime for <laughs> your dreams yeah,
6: <laughs> uh, the cut stuff in Guffman is better than most musicals <laughs> well
0: I mean <laughs> <laughs> there's a big Guffman influence in this episode too oh yeah for sure the seriousness of a play that's not good it's very
4: funny (laughs) right right (laughs) yeah Um, it's uh, well that transitions into the last song really which is your um, proposal song Mm Um, where you descend, and and quite a piece of stagecraft too. You descending yeah. like it d- doesn't seem like that big of a production, and then you somehow yeah. have and a sun, and that it's secret.
5: Not-
0: no one else knew. Yeah. No, no one else knew <laughs> there was a sun. No. And then Mary Elizabeth's <laughs> flipping through the, the pamphlet to be like, "Wait, there's another song. I, I, I thought, gotta thought we were this done. Yeah, I thought we were <laughs> done."
2: Uh, what, now we
1: made a very 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 big mistake uh, when we did the live version of this show. We thought we had to we had to stick. Uh, to the truth of the canon and in the episode she says no of course and storms out but when you when you pack a room full of 3000 people oh, and right. yeah. charlie comes oh, down yes. and, the, and she and he's singing the song will you marry me will you marry me we put mary elizabeth out in the crowd yes. and we put a spotlight on her and we had her say, no,
0: <laughs> huge
5: mistake. The
1: audience the turned audience,
0: on her. I mean, the boos were. The, the boos, boos were I'm surprised
1: she didn't get ripped apart. But like, they were married in real fuck life. fuck you. Yeah, they're already fuck married you. in real <laughs> life. Fuck you. She
0: yeah. can't marry him, we already We're already,
1: already married. Even that, like, I remember the first time Mary Liz was yeah. like, hey guys, like, you know, they're like really vicious. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like, safe out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah.
1: All we had to do was just have her say yes. Just have her say, yes, it doesn't matter.
4: Well, yeah. the in the theater, theater, things can happen. things can happen. in real, we well, real. They would have they gone show. crazy. But I do love in the episode after she says no, there's a really sweet moment where Frank says to Charlie, like, she's not worth it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I then, like it. Like, he's comforting I, I he you. Um, I thought the rapes uh, scene went really well. I, I thought <laughs> the rapes
5: went <laughs> really well. I'm up to here. It was a great musical, Charlie. You did a great job. She ain't <sighs> worth it.
0: Especially nobody just writes a musical for no reason. I am here. I am, I am past here.
3: And by the way, I thought the rape scene went really well. I,
0: I, I am here. I am here with it. And that was awful for me. And if you bring this up, back to the apartment tonight i'm going to smack you i swear to god well we got to do another season of
1: this show we're going into season 16 um if you ever want to write a musical um I for could us not, I, I would I, not be,
6: possibly presume to improve on this incredible <laughs> <today>. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it is <laughs> disney that, uh, it is a disney <laughs> show now so it's all in the family we could call right, your boss <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's call my boss. we could call your boss tommy is tommy his name Tom. tommy tommy When you know known it was long.
6: (laughs) Give
5: us Lynn Manuel. (laughs) We
0: only need him for a week now. (laughs) Get him off the stage, Tom. Get him back at Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, let's write a song. Right now. These things just make sense to him. (laughs) Now we'll rap or something. (laughs) 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 It's like
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. look you'll make 125th of what you make wow. now per week, yeah. but it'll be a lot of fun for us yeah
2: I think it'll be less than that actually we'll, we'll less talk, fun we'll, yeah we'll talk
1: less money we'll work it out too. we'll work it out with yeah. Tom Scale. and Tommy will let him know yes exactly. <laughs> your boss will let you <laughs> know you don't
6: have a boss yeah, I cannot tell you how mad <laughs> he
1: got when I said you don't have a boss yeah 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 there's no one in the I was, you don't have a boss I was frustrated you wrote Hamilton Why are you? you don't have a boss man can I just break this down for
0: you? You don't have a boss, and then and he, he Tommy so, was so like, I was at the drive. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Lynn <laughs> Manuel doesn't have a boss. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about his father's debts. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're right. You did rightfully say, like, I
1: think you're talking to yourself, man. Like you're getting very worked That's, up about uh, yeah. this, and I was like, well, maybe I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you were, yeah. yeah, yeah.
6: It was, it was like. Uh, sort of just you're ready to meet out justice there was yeah. no one to meet out justice
5: to. yeah rob justice
6: was There's there no, no, rob, justice. Justice rob justice showed up at our dinner he never yeah. shows like, up when you who want told him you you have dinner. a boss
0: <laughs> you want to write rob justice real quick Come on, i know
1: you can do it oh, we could do i think it. it's very telling um that th- somebody else who reached out um about nightman and then became a fan of the show is bobby lopez yeah um is a big fan of sunny which is really cool like to hear that too, I mean, Bobby is one of the other giant pillars of of musical theater yeah, right wrote now. Book of Mormon, incredible wrote
3: Frozen, mm-hmm. and the fact that he really enjoys what you guys do is is awesome. He said, uh, didn't he also do Avenue Q? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that Avenue was Q. his first every. Mm-hmm. He said he'd watch Nightman Cometh every night he was in rehearsals for Avenue Q. Oh my god, yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah, <laughs> and then it, I'm, it, you guys, it's it's about putting on a show. Like it, it
6: hits the same sort of like pleasure centers in your brain that Guffman does that like, yes, they may not be great at it, but they are doing their damnedest to put on a show.
4: Just even down to the costumes, like the ill-fitting costumes and she's going to rip the pits, but they can't because they're (laughs) expensive and they
0: have to return them. Do not rip that. The (laughs)
6: cognitive dissonance of D dressed as like Princess Peach while holding a coffee thing. Like yes, it doesn't yeah. make but
0: any.
2: She was dressed like Princess Peach. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, that was always the idea, I think that right? Was the look, was just yeah. dressed like uh, yeah, that princess. That's the Mario Brothers. Yeah, <laughs>
4: princess. And then the day man being symbolized with a silver like onesie and the cod piece, which that's is roll like, back yeah, to the original right? day, man, yeah. the day man, night man. Yes, yeah, that obsession
3: with
2: the. But
0: just your little improv of taking the thing off him and be like, and now I'm a man. See.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Added yeah. That little seeing. Because
4: yeah. yeah. it see takes yeah. a minute to get
5: yeah, yeah. the yeah.
1: reveal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Lynn, this said. has been an honor to have yeah. you. Thank you. Have you here, Cormac?
0: You awesome, as well, So yeah. 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 to have you. you.
4: Could we play us out with some dayman? Just, just a little dayman. Later, just yeah. play yeah. us out. Yeah. Ah, uh-huh. uh, see, see, yeah.
5: <laughs> well, who's gonna of, sing it uh, high. High, uh, uh,
1: uh, Champion uh, of the uh, sun. Uh, you're, you're a master uh, of karate and friendship for everyone. Day
5: man. Oh, uh, fighter uh, uh, of the uh, night, man. Uh, champion uh, of the uh, sun. Uh, 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 you're a master uh, of
6: karate and friendship for everyone. Day man. <laughs>
2: Stage freeze. freeze. Say stage freeze, (laughs) just Just do it.
6: Do it.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Dayman. Ah
5: fighter Uh of the night man. Ah champion of the sun. Uh Ah you're a master of karate and friendship forever.
2: stage freeze, just do it.